0: Amaris, your host of stand out and grow i want to help your business stand out survive succeed and grow building your business is really really hard and knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing after 30 years of working with thousands of businesses I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey there, this is Kat Ramirez and um, you're live with me today and i am so excited to bring on my very special guest uh tracy borson who is founder of tlb coaching and the cool thing about tracy is um we got to meet each other uh via uh, networking on linkedin and so as i got to learn about her business um and she learned about my business and we kind of got chatting, and I was like, oh my God, I go, we need to do a um, live episode or a podcast, whatever you want to call it, together, because her energy is amazing, but the, what she's going to share with you is um, really wonderful, and it's about creating your personal brand. So without further ado, let me bring on Tracy, and hey Tracy, how
1: are you doing? hey cat i am doing well although it's rainy outside so it's kind of dreary but we're not gonna let this conversation be dreary
0: that's right and where are you coming from so people can relate
1: i am coming from calgary alberta canada so for those friends of us in the united states straight north of montana
0: yeah, that hour, yeah. four hours. <laughs> that is fantastic. So before I get into this, I always like to pre-reference everyone is, if you're tuning in, please drop a comment. Let us know where you're tuning in from. And if you have any questions whatsoever for Tracy or me, um, drop them in the comments. We're here. We're, we're live and we're ready for your questions, especially about personal branding. And um, again, Tracy is an expert in this and I just am excited for you to share your knowledge. So tell us how you got started. Tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Oh, goodness. Well, I've been in the marketing industry since like I went to school for marketing. I've been in the industry. Um, and so one of the things that I was always drawn towards was the concept of branding and a brand experience versus like advertising and visibility and all of those things. And it was really interesting because in my entire corporate marketing career, I spent like 18 years in corporate marketing, and those two things are like very interrelated. And so I spent my time doing a lot of advertising, which would kind of drain my energy. And then I would get to do these like branding projects and they would like really pique my interest and like set my passions ablaze. And so I ended up leaving the corporate environment once I had my son. Um, It just wasn't a good split of time for me anymore and so when i entered the entrepreneurship arena i was like oh i get to spend my time doing the things i love to do instead of all the things this is going to be really exciting and so Mm -hmm. it was my first opportunity to really look at my personal brand as well and I i remember one of the things i said when i when i left and i was i was like i'm giving myself like a month just to like decompress, (laughs) working in corporate. And I was like, wow, I've been the voice of other people for so long. Like, this is what we are in the marketing industry. We're the voices of other people. What do I want to say? Like, what, what do I stand for? I had never even explored it before. And so it was a really cool opportunity to just figure myself out um, and give myself the opportunities to just explore and go in the wrong direction and then correct and go in the right direction. Um, because I feel like in the corporate, I went to business school, then I went into corporate and then you start to climb the the corporate ladder and there's really not, I mean, think about a ladder right there's not a lot of yep. leeway on either yeah. side for exploring you'd go straight up the ladder and i went straight up the ladder and i didn't really find what i was looking for so i had to explore around that and i just discovered so many beautiful things about my personal brand that were dormant while I lived in, uh, in the corporate work environment. Yeah. So now so, I help other people explore that.
0: <laughs> you know what? I love the, the setup of this because, um, I am, uh, similar to your path in that I was in corporate America for 27 years. And I tell people that when I became an entrepreneur, I didn't know what to do. I was kind of whacked out. And I love that you said you took a month to digress, to take these corporate life off of you, because that's probably what I did over like two weeks that I had to like reconfigure my mind and try to understand who am I, right? And who am I targeting now? Because it's different from my corporate world. And now there's no one for me to, like uh, be held accountable to, right? Nobody that in corporate America, you're held accountable to a lot of different levels and chain of commands. Whereas as an entrepreneur, there's nobody to be held accountable to. So I totally relate to your beginnings there, which I think are fantastic. Okay, so let's talk about you now and uh, building uh, personal brands, okay? So Mm kind of walk us through, is there a exercise, you know, give us a feel for how does someone understand develop their personal brand? Because that is, it is a big deal, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And the first thing I want to start with is it is an ongoing process so as we live our lives our personal
0: brands evolve
1: my personal brand today as a mom is very different than it was before i was a mom and Mm -hmm. that is just a fact um and so one of the most important things to understand about personal branding is it's an evolution it's an exploration it's a trying on of ideas and peeling away of layers that are no longer relevant to you and the human experience is meant to evolve like that so it's not it's not quite the same as like picking your brand colors and a brand logo and like this is how it's gonna be for like i mean all brands change their logos and colors and walmart's done it he's done it right like all the big brands do it um so it's not that those are permanent either, but those will last for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Your personal brand is actually constantly evolving. So you can meet a new person and learn something new and that can evolve your personal brand. And so that's one of the big pieces for people to understand is that it's we're not driving towards a constant of any kind. We're driving towards permission. to be authentic. Um, so that's a little bit different than I think the concept of branding that people often interpret is that it's not, it's not a finite thing. It's Mm -hmm. ever evolving. Um, and then for me, I really work with three pillars when it comes to personal branding. So the first pillar is clarity, clarity on who you are. And it would be great for us to just know that. But unfortunately, most of us have been in working environments, sometimes relationships, sometimes family environments Mm -hmm. that pull us away from who we actually are and push us towards what we, air quotes, should be. (laughs) Um, And so getting clear on who you are is a, I like to talk about it as if you're like, you guys remember those... um, like gobstoppers <laughs> i'm probably dating myself with but it's like a candy with a hard outer shell and okay. like a chewy inside and yep. so our entire lives we build up this hard outer shell to look like what we should be and the clarity on your personal brand is shipping away those things chip away the hard outer coating to get to the gooey inside because we all know the gooey inside is the best part yeah, <laughs> That's why we suck on the outside for so long is so we can get to the glee inside. Gotcha. So clarity is chipping away of all those things and all those reasons why we thought we should be or were supposed to be this way. Um, and getting back to the central question being, what do I want to do? <laughs> right. And most people have a hard time answering that question um, because no one's ever asked us it. So we don't have good practice answering it. Um, So getting that clarity, step number one. Step number two, confidence. So because we've spent so much time being told by other people what we should be, We have a lot of practice doing those things. We don't have a lot of practice being raw and vulnerable and authentic and all of these things. And so building confidence in that version of you takes time. It takes practice. And so it takes showing up. It takes showing up in front of people in a networking event or in a one-on-one conversation or at home with your spouse, right? Like it could be all of these things. We don't always have a lot of practice doing that. The confidence comes from the practice. So the confidence doesn't come from the clarity. The confidence comes from practice. So that's why I like to split those two out. And last but very not least is community. So... A brand experience doesn't exist in a silo. Any brand experience, whether you're looking at a corporate brand experience or a personal brand experience, doesn't exist in a silo. Experience only happens between two humans, right? Right. So, Cat is having an experience of me right now. The viewers are having an experience of me right now. I'm having experience of you right now. This happens between two humans. It can't happen. Brand experience doesn't get created. unless there's other humans experiencing it. So again, that could be your kids, that could be your spouse, it could be your parents, it could be the neighbor down the street, it could be any other human, it could be the lady at the grocery store in the line, (laughs) right? It doesn't really matter, but unless you show up, it doesn't exist. And so that community of people who see you as you are and love you as you are is so important in being able to show up as you are. Because if you're constantly in an environment of people who want to be like, no, you should be like this. You should be quieter. You shouldn't be so bold. You should, you should be more bold. <laughs> like whatever people are telling you. Yeah. As long as you're surrounded by those shoulds, you'll continue to think that you should be like that. Whereas if you're surrounded by people who are like, yes, to you exploring yes to you being exactly who you are yes to you being vulnerable yes to you sharing for the first this happened to me this morning for the first 15 minutes on a work call all the stress that i had this weekend because i'm moving right like it's that's real human experience this is what people connect to this is what people remember and when you find i like to call them peeps your peeps (laughs) and it's so much easier to show up as you actually are because you know it's safe to do so
0: Okay, so you hit on a lot of very cool things, bullet points. So I just want to kind of bring it back around and ask you some questions in regards to this. Um, Okay, so the thing I run into a lot of is, and it probably really underlies the confidence, right, is when people are saying that they um, need to get themselves out there, right, and they need uh, some marketing help. Um, and a lot of times they're confused because they don't, uh, they know they need to get leads, right? Leads. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then they think they need branding. Mm -hmm. Okay. So two different things, right? Two completely different things. And I think a lot of times people think that if you brand yourself, that the leads will come right? Mm -hmm. And so, and a lot of that is an interplay of, you know, budget and what are you doing? You know, things like that. Um, But at the end of the day, if they're marketing themselves, they have to have the confidence to know what is their value proposition, right? Mm -hmm. Their value proposition. And I think a lot of times business owners miss that in that when they find someone who's engaged, and they're uh, totally tuned in, and they're say, "Yeah, I'm interested. Let's talk about it." But then they lose it because they're talking about so many other things, right? That it gets yep. very cloudy. Mm-hmm. And you just talked yourself out of a opportunity. I mean, so this is part of branding, right, Tracy? This is part yes. of understanding and having that cl- your clarity. <laughs> Well,
1: and like branding is a foundational principle, right? There are marketing activities. There are sales activities, right? There's like an an ad, posting an ad is a marketing activity. Your brand dictates how you write that ad, where you send that ad, right? Like it, it, it dictates all of those things. And so the activity on its own isn't branding the I mean, you, you can't just like i said you can't just get the clarity and then be like i'm clear i'm good <laughs> <Right>? like <laughs> if you're not getting in front of anybody if you're not having right. conversations with anybody your brand doesn't mean any this is what the where the community comes in the brand yeah. doesn't mean anything to anybody it, it might be clear to you and that's good it is an important step but just doing that step is not going to get you anywhere just Using that knowledge even to update your LinkedIn profile isn't going to get you anywhere because it's not pushing you out to people. So all of these things have an important interplay (laughs) between them. And you need to look at, again, my brand based on who I am as an authentic individual dictates that my lead gen should look like this, right? Like this is what my lead gen looks like. I don't have to do like... Tony Robbins version of Legion, right? Right. I can do my own version of Legion and I have to do Legion. Right. 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 So it's just about using that knowledge. And, and this is why the confidence is important too, because if you don't have the confidence, you'll be like, well, this is what I would do. So you could answer that question. This is what I would do, but so-and-so is doing it that way. They've made more money than me. So I should probably do it that way. Back to the should, right? Like why should you do it now? <laughs> right. You don't you don't have to do that. It it is it's funny because I was I was talking to someone else this morning about this. It is inherently dangerous to do something you don't know is going to work, right? So if you've never done a Facebook ad before, it's inherently dangerous because you don't know that it's going to work. But if you have that clarity of what you're doing, your clarity of purpose, your clarity on your value proposition, and you have the confidence in what you bring then the medium becomes just a medium you chose, right? And you try it. And if the medium doesn't work, you're like, oh, well, maybe I need to do Google ads instead of Facebook ads, right? But you're not like, oh, there's something wrong with me because Facebook ads didn't work. No, No, that's one medium for marketing, Mm-hmm. That one didn't work. Let's look at maybe there's something that's not quite clear coming through the audience. Maybe it is the platform, right? Maybe this, this isn't your peeps aren't consuming this type of content on Facebook. This is fine. This is where marketing professionals like you can't come in because you yep. have, have all of the knowledge about the different platforms and where like how to tweak and where that's best suited. But if someone comes to you and they don't know anything about their brand, then you're like, well, you can pretty much choose anything. <laughs> Right. (laughs) And then they're like, marketing expert, make it work. (laughs) Right. Like, well, if you aren't interested in making it work, then I'm just, it would be like assuming you could give someone a box of puzzle pieces not put Mm -hmm. together and they can just throw it at the wall
0: and make the puzzle work. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, that can't happen. No, that doesn't happen. So don't assume it's going to (laughs) Yeah, because I like the fact that you, again, brought in community because uh, once again, if someone is not clear on their brand, their message, right, and they don't have the confidence in what they're delivering, right, um, because I always run into a lot of people that say that assume, oh, I built social media platforms, I built my website, I'm just sitting here waiting for them to come now. So, and then, uh, you know, I
1: mean that's specifically about websites because I ask people this all the time, just as like a probing question. Yeah. So you guys in the audience today can take this away. What is your website's job? Do you know, do you know what your website's job is? If you are going to hire your website, what's its job? Is its job to create leads? Okay, great. Judge it on how it creates leads and set it up to create leads right? Like if it's a, like, I'll, I'll share with you, my, my website's job is to be a repository for my blog. So I can use it in like across my social media channels. And it's a place for people to buy things, Nice, but it's see? not a Very salesperson. Clear. The yep. sales per- like it doesn't convert itself. I do the conversion and I send people to the website to buy the package, right? This is all my website does. And therefore that's all I judge my website
0: on. And that, you know, (laughs) I love that because you explained that very well, extremely well. And, you know, if I think if the audience or anybody tuning in would understand that, again, the question was, what is your website's job? What is it? What's it's going to facilitate something? What is it? Is it your landing page for as a um, online brochure? that you just want to be informational? Or is it there to capture people? Or is it, uh, as Tracy uh, just described, it was a re- repository for her blogs? And then she also has a selling site. So I love that question. That is gives people a little more clarity on the website. I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on their website. Think, uh, oh, I built a website. And when they communicated to their web designer developer, they did not kind of share that little bit. Like, hey, this website, I need to convert. I need it to convert, you know? Or, hey, this is a repository website. I just want to throw all my blogs and videos on it. You know what I mean?
1: Well, and some people, like, websites specifically, people are like, it needs to be all things to all people, right? Like, it needs to be marketing, and it needs to be sales, and it needs to, like, if you were a big organization, and it's it's fair, right? Entrepreneurs, we're all trying to do a lot of things Right. But does that work? No, we have a vice president of marketing. We have a vice president of sales. We have a vice president of operation because people have different realms of expertise, different realms of KPIs. Right. And if you're like, okay, my website is going to do all of those, uh, the number, the amount of people I have that I talk to about like their website and I'm like, okay, so how do people get there? Yep. And they're like, look at me with like deer in the headlight eyes. And I'm like, okay, so you're assuming people are searching for you. Right? Is your website SEO optimized? Because if you assume, if you're assuming people are going to search you, then you should invest in the thing that are going to get you searched. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you're like mine, my, my website's job is not to bring in leads. And sometimes yep. it does, but yep. like, if that's not its job. Right. So I don't, optimize it for that because that's not his job. Um, so this is why it's important to know these types of things. Like what is your marketing doing? What are your sales? What are your lead gen activities doing? And once those are founded in your personal brand, you can be like, you know what? I'll give you guys another example. I'd love to use myself as a personal example. I, my marketing consists of me doing LinkedIn lives, (laughs) podcast episodes. This is it right? That's all I do. I chose that because I have fun going on LinkedIn and going live and being interviewed and interviewing other people. That's fun for me. And my entire marketing strategy is based on that because that's fun for me. Yep. And, and I know that because I've spent the last two years exploring my own personal brand. Um, but that's not right for all people. Like, I'm not ever gonna teach a class on live streaming because everybody should be live streaming. I don't believe everybody should be live streaming, right? I don't believe everybody should be on YouTube. I don't believe everybody should do ads, right? But if you know who you are and you know who you serve and how you're gonna serve them, and you have confidence go- doing that, then you reach out to someone like Kat and they're like, Okay, here's the options for those categories, and you pick. One and you try yeah. it on and if it works great and if it doesn't work you tweak this is can I just say I know I'm doing a lot of talking I get on rants here's the thing about marketing you guys I'm sure Kat says it's on the show eventually marketing all of it is guess and test all of it <laughs> there's no like magic genie ball where like even the marketing pros we know we have a better idea of what to test because we have right. tested many things but there is no you're a unique brand based on what we know about you and where you're trying to go, we can give you a a repertoire of options that are likely to work for you. But at the end of the day, every ad you do, every social media post you post, every LinkedIn live you do is a test. Mm -hmm. And if you can look at it that way, then there's less stress on it, right? Like, okay, this is what we thought was going to work. This didn't work let's try something else. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, because there's no magic genie in a ball. And if a, some marketer is trying to convince you that they're the magic genie in the ball that knows exactly
0: what's going to work for you, they're lying. And you run, <laughs> run away. I always say yeah, run. <laughs> yeah. So Tracy, let's talk, let's get back to the personal brand because I hear, I I've been to a couple of workshops now and imposter syndrome comes up a lot Mm. so kind of give us some uh insights into that like like if somebody has imposter syndrome how do they feel what how do they know they have imposter syndrome do you know what i mean like is it just a self-doubt is it the confidence part of it like what is that
1: it does mostly play into confidence um and here's the thing I love to say about imposter syndrome. You will always feel like an imposter so long as you're trying to be something you're not. <laughs> so if you're trying to be someone else, you're trying to follow someone else's protocol, you're trying to be more like Mel Robbins, right? Like you're, yep. you will feel like an imposter because yep. you're not you. You will inherently feel like an imposter. Right. And so when you're feeling those moments of doubt and we all have them, right? Like I'm not perfect. I have had this. I don't like to call it imposter syndrome because I just, I like to call it in the growth zone. <laughs> okay. Because if you're questioning your ability to do something, that's probably yep. because you're trying to do something you've never done before. Right. And that's the growth zone. Yep. Right. That, that's yep. a good place to be. It's also a place where you might fall down, which is why community is also important. Cause then when you fall down, you're not so alone when you fall down. Right. Um, but when you have those moments of self-doubt, just think about how am I expecting this is supposed to be right now? Mm-hmm. Because normally that's the, that's the gap, right? I'm expecting, I have 18 years of marketing experience and I only have 15. Right. Well, you, can't, you can't get three more years of marketing experience, right? <laughs> so that's irrelevant. You either have what you need. I I think about this, often in terms of like the job search as well, right? People being like, oh, I'm going to go for that job. I'm totally qualified. I only have 15 years of experience, not 18. You're totally qualified. Right. Right. If that company wants to eliminate you because of the numbers on the document, then you weren't going to get the job there anyway. That doesn't mean that you're not qualified. That just means that you don't fit their hiring criteria. Right. 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 when it comes to getting clients, it's the same thing, right? And it's almost like, let's just say you're talking to this person and you're like, oh my gosh, I can, to- I can totally help them. But I've never helped anybody in that capacity before. Can mm-hmm. I do it? Yeah. Right? And one of the things I, always, I ask, and I feel like, I don't know if all people fall into this category, but generally people who are in my community fall into this category. I ask them the question, how confident are you that you'll figure out the things you don't know. Right. If you're pretty confident, like if your track record says, yeah, I I, I figure out how to figure things out, yep. then you don't have to worry about it <laughs> because that is the confidence you have. I have the confidence in myself that I will figure out something I don't know right. because the farther up you go, if you're a CEO of your own company, there's going to be stuff you don't know for yep. sure. <laughs> right? If you're transitioning into a different industry, if you're becoming an entrepreneur for the first time, right? Like all of these things come with the package of it comes with things you don't know. So how confident are you that you will figure those things out or you'll find someone who knows about them or you'll partner with somebody or something you'll figure it out. And if you're confident in that, then you don't have to worry about being an imposter because nobody expects everybody to know all the things. Right, right. It's, it's not possible, but it's, it's not a possibility within the human brain to know all the things or to anticipate all the future things that someone might need. I'm a parent, so I know this, right? Like I can't anticipate what that kid is going to be interested in tomorrow. Right? Right. So I just have to go with it. But I am confident in myself that I will figure it out, that I'll learn how to support him. And when we're talking about this too, I think it's really important when it comes to self-doubt, imposter syndrome, to understand that at some point you're going to get something wrong. You're going to quote unquote fail. I like to just talk about failing forward because I think every time we fail, it's something we learned about ourselves and now we get to move forward because we had that failure. And if we didn't have that failure, we wouldn't get to move forward. So that's important, but we have to give ourselves permission to fail right we have to give ourselves the opportunity to get it wrong and i think it's i think people think because it's me like my personal brand is me i should just know i should just know what's going to work right i should just know what's going to feel authentic and you don't have enough practice to know that it would be okay. like assuming with no practice, I can just get on a bike and ride it. Right. <laughs> and none of us did that. Right. That this is not how it works. And so we need to remember what it's like to learn as a kid, because we have to relearn how to be ourselves. Yep. And but- once you give yourself that permission, you get, there's a lot more space yeah. to just explore.
0: Well, and here's the other thing to it, because I've been doing, I've been in the media industry now, I mean, uh, over 30 years and, <laughs> and the reality is I'm always learning and educating myself and the whole reality is somebody hires me just like someone hires you because you're going to go and do the research. You're going to go train yourself. You're going to find out the latest and greatest. Just like me, I'm going to do all the work for you. You're not going to do it because you need to focus on your business, right? You need to focus on your business and I'm going to help you because you're hiring an expert. And just like when someone hires them, they're an expert in their field. And so it's their job to educate themselves and it's their job to make sure that they're learning the latest and greatest because. If I hire them as a um, contractor or you know whatever it is, then I expect that they know everything it there is to know. And let's say hypothetically, plumber, a plumber, I expect you to know everything. I expect you to know the codes and anything about that, right? And so that's the whole that's the whole thing about you know is having clarity, right? Having clarity in your brand and your business, having the confidence because at the end of the the day it's like you said you're not going to know everything but if a situation comes up you're going to do everything that you can to learn about that situation because you need to first off you need to uh, because if that ever comes up again you know and then secondly is you're going to deliver the best product to your client because you want to make sure that you fulfill whatever that question was for them you know Mm -hmm. and so that to me has to do with the clarity and the confidence where you just talked about you know.
1: Absolutely. And I there's a lot of people that I get into conversations with that have a hard time calling themselves an expert Mm -hmm. Um, because there's some there's always something more to learn. Yeah, of course, there's always more to learn. The reason why you're an expert in that arena is because you are interested and dedicated in learning that type of stuff. So you will always be ahead of other people because you are just interested in doing yeah. that so you go and you explore and you learn new things in that arena i love anything that is like human experience related i'm yep. like a drug addict for it right <laughs> and and this is why you would pick me because i love that I'm intrigued yeah. by it I will always know more than a lot of people yeah. <laughs> in that arena right and that is what makes you an expert because you're always going to be ahead that doesn't yeah. mean you know all the things there's no end goal of experience and expertise right like if if you're an expert in arena you're going to continue to be an expert if you're a master painter you're going to to learn new things, new styles, new paint types, right? Like, because that's what's interesting to you. Yep. And so there's no, any, any, it's like random point. And once I have this certification, I'll be an expert. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I've done work with people who are certified in a lot of things and they are not experts. (laughs) Fault, right? right. Like just right. because you have, there are so many people I went to business school with that I'm like, I am not sure how these people are ever going to get a job. And they got their degree, right? Because they did all the mandatory work to do that. But it doesn't make you good just because you have a certification. What makes you good is a passion, right? Yes. An interest, a desire to learn more than other people in a given arena. And and that's it. So I would say, hopefully you guys are taken away from today. Call your, pick what What do you want to be an expert in? What do you right. love learning? And call yourself, like, try it on. Yeah, I'm a Salesforce expert, right? right? I'm a personal branding expert, right? And I don't know, like, I'm also a big believer in, like, call yourself what feels authentic to you. (laughs) So I like to use the word coach. There's tons of people who hate the word coach for whatever other reasons. I had a really amazing basketball coach when I was in school. And that's what I relate all coaching to. Mm -hmm. Not everybody had that same experience as me. So pick, pick words that make you feel empowered, that make you feel like an expert that make you feel like you can do it. So if you're picking words that are describing yourself that are disempowering you, then I recommend you get rid of those ASAP.
0: <laughs> okay. So I have one more question before we wrap this up. Okay? okay. How do you feel about the term or the the saying, fake it till you make it? Hate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought so. Hate <laughs>
1: <it>. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Here's the thing I want people to explore with this concept, right? So let's assume you're showing up and you're faking Every day, right? You're moving forward in the fake in it direction. Good for you. Where are you going? <laughs> like, if you don't care about going that direction, then why would you bother showing right. up faking it till you make it, right? Yeah. Like, every single person who has been overtly successful in business mm-hmm. has done it by being themselves, right? And I like to use so. Think what you want politically about Donald Trump, okay? Mm-hmm. We're not talking politics here. Right. What I'm talking is personal brands, okay? okay? That guy does what he wants, what he believes. He speaks his mind, even though sometimes he says confusing things. Yeah. Right? He does him, and there are people who love him for it, and there's people who hate him for it, right? That that guy is not faking it, right? You can call right. him a lot of things. He's not faking it. He's not trying to be something that this audience of people wants him to be. He's being himself, and like it or not, he is what he is. Right. So, again, I like to use him as example because I feel like I'm pretty much as far away from Donald Trump <laughs> as it could be, right? And so he is very rich. He is very famous. He has been the president, right? A lot yep. of people might be like, "Well, if I'm just more like Donald Trump, then people will like me. People will buy my stuff, right?" And if I tried to be Donald Trump, yep. I, that would be faking it, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'd right. be faking it hard yeah. and. That would take me in a direction towards what he has accomplished. And I don't want to be the president. Also, I'm Canadian, so I don't qualify for being the president. Right. I could be the prime minister. <laughs> right. Right. I don't want that to be my path. Even if I did want to achieve that goal at the end of the day, that's not my path. Yeah. right? And so if I fake it, it actually takes me farther away from me reaching my goals the goals I care about, right? So yep. this is why I also say in that clarity, you got to look at what are your goals? Do you know what your goals are? Are you doing all the things you should be doing because society told you that or your parents told you that or whoever in your grade six art teacher told you that? <laughs> I'm like, right? am like, are you doing that because someone else told you you should? Or are you doing that because you want to? Because once you figure out where you're going because you want to go there, mm-hmm. Then
0: faking it will not get you there, right? Because right. only you, doing so you, will get you there, right? And so the other thing that parlay's with that, just as a, a footnote, is people that want to be like other people who are very, very successful. And this is a great example. I'm just going to share this example. And again, I don't have anything against this person, but you know, Russell Brunson with ClickFunnels right? Everybody wants to be Russell Brunson and sell ClickFunnels because Russell takes pictures with the big flashy car in the back, the jet, you know, and all of this. So to, Kent, before we wrap it, because I, I think this is important to address is like, what should a person do if they want to be like someone? Because again, your personal brand and to be yourself is way more powerful than to try to be someone else. Don't you? I mean, what is your thought on that?
1: A cookie cutter will never beat the original cookie. Right. Right? So if you're trying to be Russell Brunson, you will always be second best because Russell Brunson is Russell Brunson. Right. You will never beat him at his own game. The only person you can be to win your game is you. And so you might want the same things. Yep. You might want a jet and a Ferrari and a big house and that's that's fine. But I again think of all these people, right? <laughs> Richard Branson, too, yep. right? Russell Brunson, Tony Robbins, yep. um uh Brené Brown,
0: right? Like yep. all, all There's of a these bunch of them. People. Yeah. JK Rowling,
1: right? Yep. Your area of interest, right? All of these people Are famous now because they did it their way, not because they did it someone else's way. So you pretending to to follow Russell Brunson's path, that was Russell Brunson's path, and it worked for him. (laughs) And so if you can find your path, that is your direct access to achieving that kind of success for you instead of just trying to copy something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this goes along with having your own identity, having your own personal brand and delivering the things that you want to deliver that are associated to you as your own Mm -hmm. brand, right? Because you don't want to represent yourself as, you know, misconstrued or, you know, maybe there's a lot of people who don't like Russell Branson and then you're trying to morph this brand that's similar to him. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that...
1: It happens a lot for entrepreneurs, right? Because... People have done a lot of things in the online space that work, right? And so a lot of people then take that package and they'll be like, I'll sell this to you because it's a thing that works. And like, that's fine. I'm not like, that's a good, uh, that works, right? Like, I'm not saying that that activity is bad, but when you're buying that, that doesn't mean that that thing is right for you. So if you go through a program like that or you take a training like that and you're like, wow, I'm like, never going to do that. That's okay. (laughs) Hopefully you didn't Uh, spend too much money. But I actually bought my way out of a coaching program. Once I paid for like a 12 month coaching program, four months in, I realized it was not the place I needed to be. And the coach was like, well, you can stay here and pay this like low monthly fee, or you can pay this big cancellation fee. (laughs) And I was like, to pay the cancellation fee because this is the wrong base for me. right? I paid like three months worth of monthly fee to get out of the program. And everybody I tell that to, I tell them it was my first investment in my personal brand because I knew that was the wrong place for me. And I was investing in finding the right place for me by removing myself from there. And these are the things we have to, and a lot of these programs too, you guys got to watch out for this. They have like mindset coaches that are there to like convince you that you're the problem, (laughs) not the system. Wow. So you need, you need to have that confidence in yourself to say like, no, or this is how I'm going to tweak the system. It was actually one of my favorite things while I was still in that coaching program. Yep. They were teaching us the, um, live launch method. And I was like, I am never going to do that because that sounds terrible uh, and stressful. And I know a lot of people who have done it, who hate it. And I'm just like, it's not for me. And what I did is I took it and I tweaked it and I was like, what would be more Tracy? And I'm like, "Oh, I like this. I like this, but I don't like that. So I'm going to get rid of that. And I'm going to do like a three day instead of nine day or whatever. And I shared it with my coach and she was like, I've never heard of anything like this. And I'm like, perfect. (laughs) That's the Tracy way to do it. Um, I'm going to try it. Do I know it's going to work? Nope. Do I know the live launch is going to work? Nope. no. Nope. So I'm making a, a judgment call either way. And I'm making the judgment based on what I feel more confident in based on it being a better reflection of my personal brand.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. You tweaked it to fit your personality. That is yes. perfect. That's perfect. what
1: makes it easy for you to show up and do it. You guys, Yes, but it absolutely. feels like something you would do, then it's easier. So if you're currently doing things that feel like things you wouldn't do, Please stop it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And explore doing something else instead.
0: <laughs> right. Because you got to like it. You got to enjoy yes. doing it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay. So we're going to wrap this up, Tracy. How do people get a hold of you? And um, I mean, we, like, what should someone expect? Should, should, If somebody's out there and they're not sure if their brand is right, I mean, do they come uh, to you and say, hey, I, I need you to look at this and help me understand?
1: Um, Yes. So I have free discovery calls um, because one, I don't know that I'm the right coach for you. And a discovery call gives us the opportunity to try each other on to see if we're a good fit Um, in terms of coaching. I have a very specific coaching style. I like to say I'm the type that will push you off of the fence. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if you're sitting on a fence, I will push you off, but into a a cushion of pillows on the other side. Um, You're going to have to do stuff, right? Personal branding is an activity-based thing. You have to show up, you have to try things, you have to talk to people. If you're not going to do that, you have to look at why, explore why, (laughs) what is keeping, what is keeping you there? Um, discovery calls give you an opportunity to experience my coaching style and see how I would help you get to where you're trying to go in terms of the clarity. One of the other things that I highly recommend is for, uh, so on LinkedIn, check me out on LinkedIn, connect with me. I am not like, you don't have to just follow me, connect with me. I would like to have a conversation with you. I like to know the people that are around me on LinkedIn. I create two different Free opportunities on LinkedIn. I'd have a LinkedIn live series happens most Fridays, um, but not always. (laughs) So you have to follow me to stay on top of that. Yeah. About having conversations, right? So getting into conversations, the power of conversations. But I host some networking events, um, two two different styles. So one is called a no pitch networking. Nice. Which is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. It's not about pitching. It's about connecting with people, getting giving people the opportunity to see the real you. Um, The second and one of my favorites is called the BYOB, which is bring your own brand. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, And the point of that is to start practice celebrating your personal brand. Yeah. And it is just a wonderful opportunity to be surrounded by other people who are practicing celebrating who they are and not the version of them they're quote unquote, supposed to be. Um, And all of those networking events are on LinkedIn. So there's invites there can go out. If you contact me, I can get you on the invite list. Um, BYOB happens once a month and no pitch networking happens twice a month. Um, So there's lots of opportunities to get out and start to explore who you are and where those like resistance points are. Okay, I'm showing up in no-pitch networking and I'm afraid to talk about my favorite color. (laughs) Why am I afraid? This is probably a bad example, but like, why am I afraid to talk about this, right? Or I'm like, it's no-pitch networking and all I know how to do is... (laughs) (laughs) Tell pitch, people pitch, my pitch. pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'll be—I'll be honest with you. There's always one or two people who come to no pitch networking who don't know how to talk to other people besides pitching, and that's the point, right? Is to give people access to a different way of doing it. Yeah. Um, but it's about you. It's about starting to reveal some of that like gooey center we talked about yeah. at the beginning, which is again being vulnerable for the first time. It's always going to be hard. There's no like, if I just wait until I have more certifications, it will be less hard. No, it won't. (laughs) So getting out there and talking to people is the number one way to explore what is right for your personal brand and what is wrong for your personal brand. So come follow me on LinkedIn and check out some of those networking events. Um, I would love, love to have everybody.
0: And her, um, web links are below. So they've been trailing. So if you catch this, uh, now just rewind and you'll see Tracy's links to her uh, websites and what have you. And And you can find all of those on my LinkedIn profile as well. Awesome. Awesome, Tracy. (laughs) And thank you so much, Tracy. This was fabulous. I knew it was going to be fabulous, but this was (laughs) fabulous. Uh, Thank you, Kat, for having me. Yes, I appreciate your time. And um, uh, I will see you around, okay? And uh, it was so wealth of information, so much wealth. And I hope that if you're catching it now, you rewind and watch it from the beginning because this was awesome. And at the very least, connect with Tracy and just have a discovery call and um, let her guide you into your personal brand, which to me is primal. It's so important before you start marketing, before you start doing anything, you got to have that foundation. You have to know what you stand for and what that is and have the confidence in it. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Kat. (laughs) Thank you for joining me on um, my Stand Out and Grow podcast. Uh, I know it's been a few weeks since I've been live. And so hopefully we'll bring it back on again because I have a few more um, guests that I want to bring on. So until next time, you got this. you so much for listening to this episode of stand out and grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear. So please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. Advertise helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money. And not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.